Hey guys, Dizlife Mark here, and I want to tell you all about the official travel partner here at Chip and Company. Let our good friend Sarah at Destination to Travel help you plan your next Disney vacation. Sarah specializes in planning dream vacations for your family. She's an authorized Disney vacation planner, and she can help with every step of your magical vacation. The best thing is that her services are 100% free. Want to travel beyond Disney? Sarah has you covered there too. Want to find out more? Fill out a trip request form over at the website at Chip Co. or email her directly at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com. What are you waiting for? Start planning that dream vacation today. Email her at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome, foolish mortals. Greetings, program. Amigos, amigos down there. It is me up here. Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the train and remain seated at all times. Nice work, pal. Well, we have one of those new talking machines. Now that is something. We know what our goals are. We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dis Life Podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of our Disney Lives here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. My name is Mark Valentine, and I am the host of Dis Life Podcast. Join us every week as we discuss the very best of Disney parks, resorts, dining, and beyond. And don't forget, smash that subscribe button to access more incredible audio content from the Chip and Company Podcast Network. And as a reminder, head over to chipandco.com for the latest and the most uplifting headlines from across Disney parks from around the world. If you want to support the show, buy us a cup of coffee over on our new patron portal, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Dislife Podcast. Your donation helps us keep the show going strong, and we create special content for our supporters at Buy Me A Coffee. Let's get into today's episode, but before we do, we need to welcome back to the show a man who runs around Disney every single day in search of that news for Chip and Company, the consummate marathoner and running man, Greg, the Disney fanatic. Greg, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, hoy, hoy. <laughs> my friend, Mark Valentine. Am I quato in this situation? I am the running man all of a sudden. Yes, you are. You're, you're, can I just say, I can hear that you are a little tired today. You are, your energy's up. You just <laughs> went from like two octaves at the beginning of that. You were like, hello, everybody. Like, that was impressive, <laughs> my friend. But How you are could, you doing? You yes. had a very long weekend, which we're going to get into in a minute, but how are you feeling today of all things? Well, I'm sure that everyone can hear it slightly in my voice and in my energy level today. I I am very tired, but reflecting upon the weekend. So today I flew home. Today has just been a period of reflection because this weekend uh, I ran Disney and I did the 5K, which I've done before. And we'll talk about that today. It was not my first rodeo. It was not my first 5K, but I challenged myself this weekend to not only do the Coco 5K for the Wine and Dine Marathon, 
but I did something that I've never done before, Greg, and I did the 5K, I did the 3.1 miles, and then the very next day, I challenged myself to do a live race at a distance that I have never done before, and that was to tackle the 10K and to run 6.2 miles. So I did a 5K on Friday and then a six-mile run on Saturday early morning. So I am feeling it today, my friend. Uh, Mark, on today's episode, my friend, we are going to be talking about you, Mr. Mark Valentine. <laughs> this is your Run Disney Life. <laughs> I need music at some point. Yes. Uh, listen, I'm going to be flipping the microphone over as we sometimes do on Dis Life here. And I am going to be putting you under uh, your accomplish- accomplishments under the spotlight and a well-deserved spotlight it is. Before we get into the Q&A session, I want to preface this episode and these questions with just a little background, Mark. Uh, last year, you decided to become a little healthier you. Uh, we have discussed the reasons in past episodes. No reason to go through all of that again. Yeah. Um, so again, no need to rehash it. But in that time, in the past year, I just want to, I just, I, I have to go through all these. You started off with the Princess 5K Run Disney event. You did River Run, which was another 5K. So the River Run was another local 5K here in, uh, it, it was actually over in New York. Yep. And it was along the Delaware River over in Port Jervis, New York. And that was a 5K. Okay. May the 4th be with you 5K. I did. May the 4th be with you 10K. So that was your first real 10K. Yes. And that was a virtual 10K. So that one I did entirely on a, uh, a track. You also did the Run Disney Frozen 5K, the Run Disney Frozen The Sequel 5K, the Run Disney Frozen The Broadway Show 5K. Yes. So that was the... Frozen 5K series over the summer. Again, uh, there's a difference between the virtual races and the ones that you do uh, on site for Run Disney. So what Disney does is they basically it's an honor system that you need to show them proof of time. I'm sure there's a lot of stolen valor with some of them, but uh, you, you basically I would head over to the local school and I would mark the track off and I would turn on my Apple watch and I would record my distance. And then you would send that over to Disney and then Disney sends you your medals in the mail along with finisher to certificates. Okay. That again, that's amazing. And I, I do, I, you sent me pictures every lap on when you did those. That so, I did. Uh, then you did the run Disney gold virtual. Yeah. So and I, yeah, I, I'm a run Disney gold member. Gold member. <laughs> so part of that membership is, They give you, again, another opportunity. There's another virtual medal. Uh, That one is a 10K as well. That one I did in training for this. Uh, I will say I walked that one because we'll talk about this. Um, I have been injured since, really since July. So this race weekend was quite a hill to climb, man. Like I had to fight through some pretty serious injuries to just get on the course. But that was kind of a rehab walk for me. And yes, I walked the, the six miles and that was entirely on my treadmill. And now we've done, you have done the Wine and Dine 5K and 10K. So first, I will join the others here at Diz Life and say uh, how much we support and how proud we are of you doing this. Um, I live vicariously through you over the past year, and it's been amazing. And I want to say congratulations on all these races. Mark, how heavy <laughs> is the neck that wears the medals? I have to is, tell Are you, you getting man. a little bogged down? No, it is not. And... Um, Dana from the run, eat, drink podcast says it, that the, the metals become addictive and, uh, what, like you and I are collectors. 
Mm-hmm. So we understand like from the collection standpoint, it's like, I have to have all the things, uh, the Funko pops, the, you know, um, uh, like the lightsabers, we want to collect the rarest of items. So there's an element to that too, that I don't care how many medals I have to collect. I want all the medals and there can never be enough medals around your <laughs> Ever. So did I miss anything? Um, do you have anything to add before we get into these questions? Uh, and more specifically, you just mentioned Dana. Um, I want to give you the opportunity to recognize people who may have helped you along your journey before we get into the actual Q&A. So the, the one thing that I want to say is, um, and if you go back to our legacy content at DizLifePodcast.com, we, we did this for a show that... Um, so I returned from Disney in November and I walked up a flight of steps and I realized how unhealthy I had become because I was winded. And again, I'm in my forties walking up a single flight of steps and being winded. I, I just, I had this epiphany and realized, wow, man, I, I need to do something to really just change my habits, change my eating, change my lifestyle. And so uh, we came up with the concept of, well, listen, let's register for and do a run Disney event. And for the sake of content, for the sake of the show, I said, let's do this. I mean, we cover almost everything around Disney. And I said, why not this? And uh, this is, you know, back when Dwayne was on the show and Dwayne was like, dude, that's all you, you're up for that. And uh, so as a part of that, I embraced training for this. And I reached out to Amy and Dana. Amy and Dana have a podcast called Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And it's about every, everything that I just listed in the title. Um, they are runners and they inspire people to get off their couch. And no matter what the distance is, they are very proud. They call themselves back of the Packers. So they're not out there trying to break race records. They're not trying to set time. For them, it's a lifestyle and it's about living healthy. And they are so inspirational, man, to just get you moving. And the thing that I loved about this, so for this podcast, for this show, and you go back and you can listen to the Run Disney show, the first one, I just got on a treadmill. Uh, I started a diet and I just said, look, I'm going to do this race, but I need to, I want to run it. It was also for me. I said, if I'm going to do a Run Disney event, I want to run Disney. So I used the Jeff Galloway uh, run walk method to build up different intervals and build up my strength and via Jeff Galloway and Amy and Dana really talking me through the training process and giving me amazing advice. I quite literally, man, went from a couch and never having run to now. I mean, I've done, you just listed them 10 events over the course of the last few months. And I went from not running to being a runner. I'm a legitimate runner. And so what I hope from this episode, if nothing else, is to get you out there. I don't know who's listening, but if you have a mountain that you want to climb, if you want to get healthier, if you just want to check off a bucket list, if you look in the mirror and you say, look, I want to do something, let me tell you, I should be living proof that it is possible. So while we have not talked about this yet on the Chipping Company Podcast Network, I have talked about I have a pulmonary illness. We talked about this on the DAS Pass. People said I wouldn't live to be 20, let alone I'm 43 years old. Never at 43 did I think that I would be a runner. Like, I just didn't think that was in the cards. I didn't think I would have 
the mortality to live to be this long. So to run at 43 is just amazing to me. It is mind boggling that I'm doing this. So if there is the least, you know, the worst candidate in the world to be a run Disney person, it would be me. So if I can do this, and if you're listening to the sound of my voice out there in, in this world, you can do it and like reach out to us, Greg, like we're on our socials. Like I would love to share my story and be a testimonial for you to get you to whatever that is. And that's what I love about run Disney, man, is it is so dang inspiring to be out there on that course with all of these people that are, it it is you're running, but it's not running, man. You're climbing mountains in your life. And for some people, it's just getting off the couch and walking a 5k for others. It's setting a personal best of time. It's a race that you're running and you're not competing against other runners. You're competing with whatever demons are chasing you and you just got to run far enough to get past it and get away. And that's what I love about running is you are just competing with you. You're becoming a better version of yourself. And dude, I am constantly inspired by the run Disney community I'm inspired by, again, Amy and Dana and Jeff Galloway. If you don't know who Jeff Galloway is, he's an Olympian. Um, He suffered a massive heart attack. I mean, and he's an elderly gentleman. He suffered a massive heart attack, and I got a chance to run the Princess 5K with him. I want to talk about inspiring, dude. He He almost died, and there he was again, back on the horse running, and it was just so damn inspiring to share the course with him. And, I mean... Everyone's out there for a different reason. And for me, this was about wellness. And it was about people who told me, you know, you can't do this. You're not even going to be alive. And to say, hey, hold my beer. <laughs> right. I'm getting out. Right. And, and one thing I want to make sure people do go back and listen to the legacy episodes because the story of you doing the princess 5k and coming back off that is completely inspiring and uh i gotta tell you that i think is when i I really learned to respect you as a human being because of you put your mind to it and you accomplish these goals and mark all of us respect you for it but i'm going to do a, a real quick before we get into the real questions like we do on our regular interview podcast uh for fun mark you have all these medals dangling behind you. I do. You showed me the Wine and Dine 10K Raya one, and I was blown away by it. What is your favorite right now? So it's a toss-up. If you say all of them, I'm out of here. No, I'm not. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to cheat. They're all my babies. I love them all. No, I'm not going to cheat. So uh, the, the Princess 5K is always going to have a special place in my heart and in, in my trophy case because it was the first. That said, this Raya one, at least right now, means a whole hell of a lot to me because it was a distance that I had never done. Again, I'd never run a live 10K. With the virtuals, they're great, and I accomplished them, but the stakes are a little bit lower for those. Like when you're doing a 10K and you're doing it on your treadmill or if you're doing it at the local school, there's an out and there's a quit. You know, if you're like not feeling it, you could always quit and give up this. You're out there on the course. You know, you're really facing the distance, truly facing the distance. The balloon ladies are closing down. There's there are stakes. It's like you could relate it to a film that has no stakes. Yeah, the film might be enjoyable, but you're like, eh, there was no suspense. There were no stakes in the film. I couldn't really get into it. 
this 10K that I just did had stakes. There were real, there were ramifications of it. And if I couldn't complete it, they would have pulled me from the course. And I could tell you along the way, you saw a lot of runners that were, you know, a lot more seasoned than I pulling off the course with injury or just not being able to do it. So not everyone who does it finishes like it's a real test mentally, physically. Once you get into those long distances, I mean, like it's a challenge and it was a real challenge. You could see it that night. And even today you feel those miles on your body. And, um, I'm really proud. I didn't dude. I never thought I would even do a 10. Right. I thought, you know, Hey, this five is good, but I don't know if I want to do, you know, 6.2 miles. And I just did it. And I was like, wow, that felt great. Didn't feel great the next day, but it felt great. (laughs) It felt great when I was doing it. So let's, let's talk about why without going too deep into the personal history, because we, we just don't always need to bring that up. But this is now your 10th race in one year. Yeah. Let's talk about motivation. What motivates you, Mark Valentine, to keep doing this? Because a lot of people would have given up or not given up, but they would have been like, okay, I did it. I can move on to other things. What motivates you to keep doing this? So I've seen the change that I've gone through, you know, f- physically and, and emotionally because of it. And there's an empowerment that comes from doing this. They're also really fun. Really, really fun. Running Disney is unlike anything else. And I've done, again, I, the river run was cool. But there's nothing like running through the Disney parks. And Run Disney is super fun. And it's super positive, And it, it is so encouraging. They have cheerleaders and volunteers. And people line the course. And they fire you up. Disney brings that magic to the race course that just brings you back again. And I mean, it's addicting. It's not just the medals. It's just the high. You know, when you get a runner's high, but the high that you get from achieving that goal and having everyone cheer you on and that shared sense of community that everyone's out there. No one like specifically puts it out why they're running, but there is a shared victory at that finish line and a brotherhood and a sisterhood unlike anything else that I've ever experienced. I mean, and like I've had that camaraderie of being a member of a cast and sharing the the success and, and curtain closes and the camaraderie that you share as a cast of performers. And this There is nothing like it because there is literal blood, sweat, and tears that goes into it. And when you cross that line, that payoff is just so, so sweet, man. And I got really emotional when I crossed this finish line. Like, I showed you the pictures of it. This one was emotional. This one was, this one was big. Yeah. You, you literally just answered, answered my second question. I, I was about to ask you, why do run Disney and what makes the Disney races so special? But I don't think you could encapsulate it any better than what you just spoke on run Disney itself as an event. There's nothing like it. And I'll tell you this again. If, if you want to do this and if you say, I want to, you know what? I want to go from a couch to a 5K or I want to do this to change my life. I'm going to tell you. There is no better venue than Disney to do it. 
the encouragement that you will feel, the support that you will feel, the safety of having that support and the medical staff that's there, but even the support of the community. If you're falling behind on the course, the people, the random strangers that will pick you up and will pace with you and will carry you there, like they'll get you there. And I saw it a time and time again of people who were setting that pace for others and lifting them up when they needed. Is just, this is the community that will get you to where you want to be. And you will never find a more loving and supportive community than Run Disney. It is just so amazing. I am so honored to be a part of that community. And I, I, again, I can't think of a better group of people to have lifted me up and get me to where I need to go than, than that Run Disney community. And I'm so lucky to just be a part of that. So this is about Run Disney, the the majority of this episode, but this was a full trip for you down here. It was. So let's let's get into a little bit of the trip also. How was your trip down and what did you do prior to race morning? Because here, here's what I'm setting up for people, Mark, is I'm trying to set up uh, the idea of how a Run Disney event unfolds for them, especially for people who may or may not know what a Run Disney event. So you did come down a few days early. Uh, anything fun? How was the trip? So uh, you always go to rundisney.com. First of all, if you want to do this, the first thing you got to do is you got to commit to yourself. The way that you do that is you register for one of these races. And that was step one. Commit. Commit to the cause Put your money where your mouth is, literally. Put your money down on the race and register for the race. RunDisney.com. Right now, I think the springtime surprise, there's still a virtual. But go and sign up for a virtual. And then if you want, you could do the virtual at Disney. But, you know, put your money where your mouth is and commit to, commit to it. Uh, and I flew down. I mean, dude, I flew into Terminal C, which was awesome, by the way. You picked me up. Thank you for... Picking me up, you and Holly which, by up. the way, as as picking somebody up, Terminal C, way to go! Yeah, Terminal C was awesome. Only JetBlue is flying right now through Terminal C and other international flights, but that was beautiful. Um, and then, man, our first night we partied like it was 1999. <laughs> we did, I think. Well, Prince 1997, came back. <laughs> not 1999, <laughs> but 1997, because uh, Fantasmic came back. Yeah. And uh, you and I went to the media night, the preview, had dinner uh, for a select group of people, uh, mm-hmm. met the producer, director, and uh, financial guru, right? Uh, how do we say Producer. Director. Uh, the, head of di- the head director of Walt Disney World Entertainment. Yes. And Budget the and finance. show... And- Show show person show show writer yeah I, show don't, writer. I don't know what, yeah the show runner thank you yeah. <laughs> we met three people yeah so we had a chance to then hear this incredible interview about the transformation that Fantasmic has gone through here at Walt Disney World it's back by the way but it's different it's been reworked it's got new scenes it is amazing uh, then we partied over at Lightning McQueen's Race Academy there was a DJ there was a photo booth. I mean, it was a full-on party. It was a party. Party. And it was great. I met Ahsoka Tano. I met Ashley Eckstein. You certainly did. And it was pouring out, and we had to pull her over and go, excuse me, Mrs. Eckstein. I know. Could we please have your picture? Um, Amazing. And then she was so delightful. She was delightful. Uh, We met some really great people throughout the course of the night, and then we watched 
three quarters of Fantasmic before the skies opened up on us. And it didn't matter, man, because at that point there was nothing that could rain on our parade. Um, it was just so good. We got through all the old scenes. We didn't see the, the barge. We didn't see the end with all the characters or Maleficent. But you know what? It didn't matter. What a great teaser. Fantasmic is back. It's wonderful. Get over there and see it. And so we partied. And then the next day, uh, so then that was Wednesday night. I flew in. We partied. Thursday, I went to the race expo. So the race is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <clears throat> and then on Thursday morning at uh, ESPN Wide World of Sports, I went over to the expo. Uh, they sell shirts and merch. You have to get your, your bibs, your race bibs, which is the number that you wear if you don't know what that is. So you have to pick up your bibs. You have to register. And then there are third-party vendors, shoes, running merch. You have to pick up your shirts. You get a shirt complimentary with your registration. That's specific to your running event. Mm -hmm. um, and then that, there's a lot of hoopla around that. And the expo is amazing. And then that night, then I met you guys over at Hollywood. And we went to Hollywood Studios again. So... Good stuff. <laughs> Wait, I, I, I'm, the, I'm letting you talk, man, because I have so much to say, but we will talk about it all this week on other podcasts because, I, Mark, I want to say thank you so much um, for being my date <laughs> for Fantasmic because it really, we had an amazing time. We got to meet some other uh, great... Greg, were we a power couple? <laughs> I think we were. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think we intimidated a few people. We got to meet some really nice people and talk to a lot of great people. I, I want to mention that. But this, again, is mostly about Run Disney. So uh, guide us through race morning. So this is for those people, again, who are on the fence about going. Uh, I want to give them the experience. I know you had to get up at 2 a.m. You had to bus over to Epcot. You had pre-race experiences. Guide us through race morning and... Um, let us know how, how it all works because even I was confused and I'm at Disney daily and did not know how this all worked. So again, you're running through the parks. So in order to do that and for Disney to facilitate that experience for you, what they do is you're running early in the morning. So before anyone else is awake, you are getting up and through the parks. And I wake up at 2 a.m. because I'm crazy um, and I need to get a shower that shower, the steam is going to wake me up. If you don't need to do all of that, you can wake up at 2.30, 2.45, get over to the bus stop, and the buses start to run at 3 a.m., and all of the races start in the Epcot parking lot. And now you say to yourself, why would I do that? Well, there's a lot of incentives to doing this as well at 3 in the morning. There are rare character meet and greets for all of the racers and only for the racers. You check in with your bib. Um, for the Coco 5K, Miguel was there. So it was Miguel, uh, Mirabel from Encanto, Jose, and Pachito. And it was like, yeah, I know. What? You're like, yeah. So the Jose my head is exploding. I would, I would be a kid in the candy store. You know how I am with characters. And again, yeah. While Miguel is in the Adventurers Cavalcade, there's no meet and greet. So no meet that's greet. the only chance that you're going to get to have a meet and greet with Miguel. While you can meet with Mira over in Disneyland, 
I said it, Greg. Sorry. <laughs> to meet with Mirabelle here on the East Coast, this was it. This was your only opportunity. So they have the meet and greets. There's Joffrey's Coffee. There are food trucks. There's a DJ. There's a dance party. They have a stage show. So from 4 o'clock, really from 3 o'clock till 5, there's a pre-show event or a pre-race event. And then people start to get into their designated starting area really around 4.30 a.m. And then the first group runs, launches at 5 a.m. And then that's based upon your time. So if you're not a runner, they start you near the back. For the 5K, you can walk at whatever your pace. You do not have to run. You can walk. There are no sweepers. A sweeper is a person who sets a pace and then they follow the course, whatever that pace is. It's 16-minute mile for run Disney events. If you fall off that pace, they may sweep you from the course. Now, what happens if they sweep you? They take you off the course because they got to open the parks. They take you off the race course. They put you in a golf cart. Then that golf cart will drive you to the end of the race. They will insert you, reinsert you into the race point where they will allow you to cross the finish line and you get your medal. That's a little controversial, so, but so you know we'll what? we'll call it the Greg, uh, the Greg winning. Listen, <laughs> you earned that. I'm, I'm quitting, man. I'm quitting like 2K in. I'm like, ah, you know what? Yeah. I shouldn't have done this. I'm th- rethinking my life. So if you're in a challenge and you are swept from the course, you don't get the challenge medal because you didn't complete it. But right, of course. You know, however much of the 10K you complete, they will give you that medal. And, you know, again, you've worked really hard. Disney wants to make you feel, um, you know, they want to feel it, make you feel proud. And the truth is, is you paid that, that fee, you paid for the medal. You know, you paid for it. Whether or not you display it, hey, that's up to you. You know, right. So they, when you are put into your pen or corral, uh, do they divide it up? Like, are you literally in a corral or are you just kind of me? Everybody's kind of in one area and they separate group one, group two, group three, group four. I, I was a group four for 10 K yep. group three for five K. So you're in, you're in a pen with people that are sharing basically your pace. I was in the second group for both. I, I am not setting the pace. I'm definitely not setting the pace with these. There are people that finish the 5k in like 15 minutes. Not me. I'm like three times that I can do a 5k in 45 minutes. So the people that are around me are right around that same pace. And then they just have like, you know, like little barriers fencing. Mm-hmm. And then the A's will go for actually uh roll Disney athletes in wheelchairs and athletes with disabilities go first. And holy crap, dude, that's inspiring. That is inspiring. Are the people who've come out that are really pushing their bodies to the limit and challenging themselves um, go first. You want to talk about competitive. Yeah, like they go, <laughs> they go first. And then um, the runners will go right after that. And then it sends you in waves of about maybe 150 or 200 people at a time. And then there's a pomp and circumstance about it. Disney will set off fireworks for every group that launches. Even that last group that launches gets that same treatment, that same Disney magic at launch. Disney's setting off pyrotechnics and fireworks for every single group that launches. And they want you to know, like, you are special. If you're a back of the packer, you're just as special as that first group that launches. And they have that enthusiasm no matter where you're starting. And it's just really awesome. Um, and then you just go. 
and then you just go. So the 5K starts in the parking lot of Epcot. You run around the parking lot and you come into Disney behind Test Track. You run around the World Showcase. Uh, you make a left. This time we didn't make a, a pure left. Generally, you make a left over by Figment, run past the land, run past Nemo, out under Spaceship Earth, and then almost midway, we're kind of like where the monorail station is, but right. on the right-hand side, that's where the finish line is. And then they have supporters and people with, you know, cowbell, because what do you need when you finish a race? More cowbell, just cheering you on. They have bands. Again, dude, it's just so inspiring. So, yeah, I, I want your now, I'm going to call you a professional. You've done enough of these now. Uh, your professional opinion on the 5K. Uh, the way I view it is this is a, more of a fun race. Uh, it's a fun ride. Or call it a family-friendly Disney event. How, how would you yeah. describe the 5K? Families are out there doing it. You have people that have committed to themselves. There is no pace on the 5K. People walk, people run, people walk, run it. Um. It is an entry-level event. It's inclusive. There's no one that's going to sweep you from the course. You take your time. There's characters along the race that you can do meet and greet with. Um, Olaf, Duffy, Remy. Duffy? Yeah, Duffy was wow. there. Wow. Remy and Emil. Uh, Pluto? Donald? Uh-huh. Yeah, so like you can pull off to the side and just do a, a picture with them. It's fun. It's meant to be fun. The 5K is meant to be fun. The 10K is more of a physical challenge because then the balloon ladies are the last group to start. They have balloons tied to them so you could see them. And they walk at a 16-minute mile. And if you fall behind that, again, you get swept and pulled off. Okay, uh, 5k was your initial run. I'm sure that was not as hard as, um, we imagined it was going to be. I'm sure it's a little bit easier after doing 10 of these by now. So it's never, um, it's never easy because each one I'm trying to achieve something different. I'm trying to get a better time. This one for me was just survival. I got hurt. I got injured after the frozen 5k series. Um, I had some really bad shin splints mm. and I had to rehab big time. So this was my first race since having those. Then, you know, this, I developed really bad tendonitis in my shoulder. Mm -hmm. I had to get a cortisone shot and running was hurting because the shocks from the run was really hurting my shoulder. So like I had to fight through some serious injuries just to get back on the course this time around. So that 5K was me listening to my body. It was really me saying, how am I going to handle the stress of this? And it was me testing it out. Dude, and I had Sarah Thurgood, just super friend <laughs> that was there. Her and her kids, we did the 5K together. She was there for me every step of the way. And dude, kudos. So claps to her because she said to me before the race, I'm going to walk this. And then... Midway through, I said, hey, I want to test out the legs a little bit, and I'm okay. going to run. You could walk it. You know, she did the intervals. Her and the kids did the intervals with me for like two-thirds of that race, and that was not her goal. 
I am so like she really like she challenged herself and she was loving it. And she killed it, dude. She was killing it. She was crushing. She, 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 uh, the whole weekend, she was awesome. She was great to be around. I want to mention Sarah also, uh, her daughters, Leah and uh, Reggie. She said we can mention them on the air. So we're not throwing out kids' names, but she gave us permission to do that. I want to say hi to them specifically, all three of you. Thank you for this weekend. I hope you got back to Wyoming and everything is good. You guys are amazing people and we are proud to call you our friends. Uh, but back to the 10K, Mark. You stepped up big time and decided uh, after the 5K, you're doing the 10K yes. for Wine and Dine. What made you want to do a longer run Disney? So after I did the five, my very first five and how I felt, like everybody asked me if I got emotional after the princess. And I said, oddly, no, because like that was not it. Like I said, this wasn't it. Like this wasn't the summit for me. I realized like I thought that just doing a 5K would be the, the, the summit of the mountain of for me. And then I crossed the finish line. And I was like, that wasn't it. That was like not even my halfway point of the climb with whatever this journey is that I'm on. And then I, I needed to set that next goal for myself. And it was I'm doing the 10. But I said, I want to do the five and the 10. And you know this, like how anxiety filled was I about this race? Like you can, in your words, not mine. Was I not tripping out over this race? Was I not like just riddled with anxiety in these last few weeks and months? I will be very polite about it and say you were a ball of twine. No, I don't was ball a of twine. What is that? You were a ball of cats? I don't know. Uh, you were... I, I'm the worst with trying to do analogies. <laughs> I'm the worst analogy. You were like a um, tiger uh, who was scared to come out of the den. You were like a bear. Roar. Who? who <laughs> no, seriously, though. I was I, yeah, we talked. We absolutely talked many times prior to you coming down here. We talked for the last few months uh, about getting into the 10K yourself. And you were worried how your body was going to feel. You were worried about whether you were going to be able to finish this. There was a, there was a lot of apprehension. Um, but I think you also were surrounded by people who believed in you. And I think it, deep down, you believed in yourself. The first part of that was was more true than the second part. That... People like Sarah, you, Holly, Brian Lee. There were so many people that were like, you've got this. Alicia, mm. you've got this. I believe in you. I know that you're going to be able to do this. You're going to do great. Those words of affirmation really got me through it. Amy and Dana touched base with me the day of, and they're like, run your race. You've got this. You're going to do it. That gave me belief and I'm going to be honest with you, dude, the belief did not come until mile marker three for me. I was mid-race before I believed in myself. In 10K? In the 10K. So wow. The 10K is 6.2 miles. Right. The first three miles were almost exclusively on the roads of, of the, the surrounding area. Running right, you're, and I, I want to let people know, like you go outside of the park on the 10K, the half marathon, and the marathon, yeah. and you're on real road. You are on the Disney roads. There is no, oh, look, I'm running towards the Tower of Terror. There's no, I'm going towards Spaceship Earth. There's none of that. You are with yourself and with your demons at that point. Yeah, and like you're with yourself, you're with your thoughts, and um, that's just that is just pure 
you and whatever you brought on that road with you. And so it's just at that point, it was just me listening to my body and just encouraging myself that like, and saying, you're doing this, like you're out here, you're doing this. I can't believe you're doing this. And, uh, just stay focused just one marker at a time. And, um, mile one turned into two turned into three. And then after that third, it was uncharted territory. Like I had never done a live race that was on a course where there were again, real stakes. And at mile three, I don't know what it was, man. I don't know if it was adrenaline. I don't know if it was self-belief, but it was like, then I heard all of you guys be like, Mark, you're doing this. Like you can do this. And I believe in you. And my body was feeling great. My legs were not giving out. And I was in an interval. Like it wasn't a walk. I was, I was doing my run walk interval. And I, I don't know, man, like I did not train as hard as I had trained for other races. And I don't know what it was, but, but I was feeling great. And I was doing a really healthy run walk interval. Like I was doing maybe a minute run to a 20 to 25 second walk at that point. Like, so I was loving the interval. Like I was doing a two to one run to walk. And that's the other thing too. I want to say you do not have to run the entire 10. You can walk. There's time for you to take those rests and take those breaks. I'm not a pure runner. Like I'm not one of the A people. I don't have a sub 10 minute mile. My, my mile. And, and I was looking, I brought my Apple watch, but at that point I was running like a 13 minute mile. And I was like, really impressed. Yeah. I was like, holy cow. Like I'm, I'm here and I'm doing this. I didn't train. I'm at mile marker three and I feel great. And then man, once I saw that tower of terror (laughs) and once I entered Hollywood studios, cause you dip into Hollywood studios, dude, I, that's when the emotion hit. And that was my first, that was my first wave of tears welling up in my eyes just saying, holy cow, like, Mark, you're really doing this. Like, you are really doing this. And you're going to finish. And at that point, it was just about managing my body, listening to my body, not becoming tired, not allowing myself to get fatigued. And I was like, you know, and again, you're just, you're alone with your thoughts. And it's just, Disney's playing music. They've got the inspirational music going. And you just, oh. Yeah, it just, I don't know, I, man. It's, I, yeah, I understand. No, I understand. And that's, I think you just nailed it. Like, that's that feeling you get being here at Walt Disney World. That's, that's the feeling you and I have tried to describe and tell other people that feeling. And I'm so happy that you got that. And now it's part of run. Disney is part of that equation for you and others out there can achieve that. That's so amazing. If you, I, if you want to do it, and I t- listen, I am the most. I want to say this again because I don't. I don't. When he says you, he means you out there. You out not there. me. He means you. <laughs> you out there can do this because again, I cannot stress this enough. There is no more of an unlikely candidate to be a runner than I. And if I can do this, I'm telling you, you can too. Because again, I was not just fighting. A, a lack of desire to run. I had very physical limitations that sort of prevented me from running. I mean, dude, I, I will tell you this. The first time that I got on a treadmill, I called Dana. I think I called him right after. And I was like, man, I don't know if I could do this. Cause he was, 
he was like my personal go-to. And like I, I bought the Jeff Galloway app and I tried to do an interval and I was like, I can't run for 10 seconds, bro. How am I going to do a 5K and run any of it? I can't run for 10 seconds. I couldn't get through a 10-second run without feeling horrible. And he was like, Mark, you've got this. And he said, dude, just walk. Just walk for a week. Just walk for two. Don't run. And there's like the old adage, you got to walk before you run, right? Right. It is such a truism. Just walk. Build up your strength, build up your stamina, build up your core strength, build up those muscles. And then I started to do very small intervals, a 10 second run, a 30 second walk, or even, I think it was like 10 seconds to a minute, just very small intervals. And then 10 seconds turned into 20, 20 seconds turned into 30, 30 seconds turned into a minute, minutes turned into two minutes of a run with a 30 second break. So... You can do this like just there. And there's people out there in that community that will get you through it and they'll talk you through it. But like I was out on that course thinking of how far I had come again and it like it all came rushing back. And man, so, it, it just felt so I just felt very powerful in that moment that I had taken charge of my health and my life and I wasn't letting doctors dictate what I could or couldn't do. I just felt. I don't know. <laughs> I can't I can't. Put into words, it's very rare when I'm at a loss for words because I talk for a living. <laughs> right, I think... Indescribable. I wish I could express and explain to people. You and I have talked off the air about this many times and how much it meant to you to do this. So I am here to, to try and help you, guide you through this. But this, is, this was a personal battle that you went through. This was... Not only did you overcome it, but... I think you found yourself a little bit more while doing this. I, again, I said at the beginning of this, the accomplishment you have done was to me, you just climbed Everest to me. You are, you are a hero of mine because you did this. And I mean that in, in, from the bottom of my heart, because I see that and go, this is, this is why I'm friends with you. You saw a goal. You wanted to achieve it. Through all the trials and tribulations, you have succeeded and come out the other end of this, and you have come out stronger and a better person. And the love you have for this comes through when you talk about this. Um, but it brings me—I'm I'm skipping over a few of these questions because now yeah. they just don't seem appropriate. So um, I, I need to know what is the future of Mark Valentine and Run Disney. Uh, am I going to put you on the spot here? Will we ever see a half marathon? Are you happy and content being where you're at and just uh, doing better times? Or is there a much bigger goal? And I don't want to put you on the spot because that's not what I'm trying to do here, Mark. What I'm trying to no, find I out that is question. where you stand on this. And I love that question because I think with everyone who runs, I think we ask that to ourselves you, when you almost, almost instantly when you cross the finish line, like I think that's the first thing that goes through a lot of our heads is like, what's next and what's up next. Like I knew when I crossed the finish line for my first 5k, I knew that was not the end of my race. And I knew that that was not the end of my, my climb for distances. Almost instantly. I knew there was a 10k almost immediately. And that's why people are like, did you get emotional with the 10? I did not. Or with the five. 
I said to, to, to everybody, I was like, I didn't, I did not get overcome by emotion. Cause I was like, this is not the end of my race. This isn't even the halfway point. Like this is just the, the end of the beginning for me. And the realization that I have so much power over my health and my life. And I am taking back and claiming back what doctors and the medical professionals told me would, would be possible in my life. This one, I got really emotional because there was a really steep climb this time around, just fighting through injury, fighting through physical limitations, fighting and scraping to get the 6.2 miles in. Like there was a real accomplishment with this. And I got really emotional. I teared up at the finish line and I just really gave thanks to, I gave thanks to God in that moment. I'm not like, again, I'm not, I don't get like that, but I think I gave thanks to God in that moment. I gave thanks to my family and to my friends who propped me up and supported me. Um, I was a middle of the packer with this race. I finished in an, uh, an hour and 26 minutes. My pace was 13 minutes and 40 seconds. And I was really damn proud of that pace, given the fact that I did not train for this. I did not train. I could not train for this. So I was just so proud of that accomplishment that I did it. And I did it in that time. Um, and then the thought went right through my head. I felt great. And I said, I think I have a lot left in the tank. Do I have 13 miles in the tank? Question mark. I don't know, but I'm definitely emboldened to start running longer races and training harder at greater distances. And I'm going to kick the tires on it for a half marathon. Now, what I will tell you, Greg, if I do a half, I will not be as stupid (laughs) as I was with this race weekend, because you know, and I know that not only did I run these things, but what did I do after the races? Dude, you ran the parks afterwards. I went to parks all day, all weekend. All day, every single day. You finished the 10K and then you shut down Magic Kingdom that night. <laughs> and then you went and saw some friends over at Pop. And of course, we had all dinner together, just so much to do. Uh, so here's what I want to do, Mark. I, I want to give you the floor. Uh, I want you to, before you, uh, do you want to say hi to anybody? Did you get to meet anybody cool while you were down here? Did you get to say hi to some friends? So, and then finally, always. I want you to wrap up the show. I want to give you the floor to say whatever you feel uh, that other people may want to hear about doing run Disney and overcoming obstacles like this. Um, Always great to see Mike, the B will means Brian Lee and his family. I hung out with Alicia. I met uh, main street Mel from TikTok. I got to meet a lot of new friends. She had a great friends group. Obviously you and I hung out. Holly was there. Rory was there. You know how I am, man. When, when I'm down, the people, Piano, Rob, and Allie, and we, we saw um, Carol Stein's last performance at Epcot, which was special. We need a trip report. Free and clear of run. Disney. We really do need a trip report because this was a, I I'm, I'm thinking back to more of it going, man, this really was a huge trip. Yes. Run Disney was the be all end all goal, but man, we did a lot. What an amazing time. We, <laughs> we did a lot. Um, the people are always the most important part of every Disney trip now for me and riding rides with people is ultimately what makes it so fun because after a while it just, 
you know, it becomes rides or it just becomes a dining location. It's sharing meals with people and hanging out. Um, I spent so much time with Sarah and the kids. I love Sarah so much. Um, we're very close getting to spend time with her and doing the parks with her. We did like two days. We shared, you know, dinner together. We just had such a great closing dinner and a final dinner at Liberty tree tavern. And it was just a really great reflection on what we had done. Also painful. Cause at that point my legs really started to hurt me <laughs> and kind of funny. Yeah. And funny as you watch me try to get up from chairs and stuff and you're like, Mark, Mark has robot legs. I would like waddle. <laughs> So, so good. yeah, it was just a really, really fun trip, memorable. But to close this episode out, what I would tell people is, again, set that goal for yourself. What I love about Disney is that Disney is so much more than a theme park, man. It's so much more than rides. It's so much more than characters. People constantly ask me, Mark, why do you love this place so much? Like, why do you go to Disney? Disney is such a magical place and it holds so much more than just being a theme park. It's a place where you can suspend your disbelief. You can be a kid again. You can forget all of your pain. You can forget all of the challenges that you have, but it's also a place that you can just build upon and improve upon and dream bigger. And that dreaming doesn't start or stop with, the stuff that they put in the commercials. Disney affords you a chance to change your life with Run Disney. And this is a place where I dreamed bigger. I walked up the steps and I was out of breath, realizing how much my physical health had suffered. And Disney offered me a way to improve upon my life, to again, improve my physical and mental well-being through Run Disney. And Run Disney has changed my life. Literally, Figuratively, I love Run Disney. There is nothing like this group and this organization. I am so excited for my future in Run Disney. Uh, Disneyland is going to be returning live races. I am going to be registering for one of those. I'm going to run in California. But just like when I crossed my first finish line, I knew my race was not done. My race is not done. I have not run my last race. Dude, they had, there were like 80-year-olds on the course. Holy crap, how inspiring to see these people in their 80s still going at it and running and running in their 80s. And I looked at that and I was hella inspired that I have a lot of race left to run. And so I would invite you, please reach out to me if you want to get off that couch, if you want that voice, reach out to me. I would love to be a resource for you. And to tell you how I did it, how a 43-year-old cystic did this and was able to do this, I would love to be a resource for you to start that journey. Do you have a mountain that you want to climb? Let me help you get that first step. Let me help you get your grip to start that climb because I am telling you, I don't care what that mountain is, that track, that Run Disney track will get you to where you want to go. And it will be emotional. It will be empowering. It will be one of those moments in your life that you will realize that you are able to achieve whatever you want to achieve through that journey. And dude, I'm, I'm still on the journey, man. 
It might be a half. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still running. I I think that is the best way to end this episode. And I am the host, so I'm going to pull us out of this one, Mark. But I'm going to give you the last part. So that will do it for another episode of Dislike Podcast. As always, we want to thank you for living your best Disney lives with Mark and myself. Don't forget to join us this week for more incredible Disney news and content here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. And as always, Mark, we hope the rest of the week is filled with faith trust and pixie dust (laughs) nice job greg we'll see you real soon dis life podcast is brought to you by the happiness is addictive collection happiness is addictive is passionate about spreading laughter and creating smiles worldwide they love bringing their global community together through optimism cheer hopefulness, merriment, and celebrating life's magical moments. They know how important it is to celebrate life's adventures, and their apparel will give you everlasting, one-of-a-kind memories through pixie-dusted family photos, compliments from park guests, and magical moments with cast members. They pride themselves on high-quality, custom-made apparel at competitive prices with world-class service. Let them help you create a lifetime of memories, whether you're Disney-bounding, kicking it poolside, participating in run Disney marathons, having costumed adventures, or just living your best Disney life. You can find their Happiness is Addictive shop on Etsy. You can also find them on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Pinterest. They are proud to be featured in Indie Central Florida, the Thoughtful Gift Club, and now here on DizLife Podcast. Their collection was founded by a 15-year former cast member who knows how to enhance your magical moments for a lifetime of memories with your family. Don't forget to use promo code DISLIFE15 to take an extra 15% off. What are you waiting for? Head over to Etsy and start getting happy today. Follow the link in our show notes and you'll find out for yourself that happiness is addictive.